Good morning. It is Thursday, October 13th, and trending this hour, inflation. It has increased 0.4% in September, more than expected. The U.S. CPI inflation is 8.2%. Food at home inflation is 13%, and we're going to get into that a little bit more coming up. Also trending, LeBron James. He is the highest paid NBA player of the year with $119 million. This does include an estimated $75 million from sponsors, memorabilia, royalties, and media. And finally trending, Powerball. The jackpot is now $420 million. The Mega Millions prize is $494 million. The chance of winning the top prize in Powerball, <laughs> one in 200 192 million. Don't hold your breath. For the Mega Millions, it's one in 302 million dollars. So if you play, good luck. It is six minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and let's talk about that inflation some more. It is the top midterm issue in most Senate battleground states. This is according to a new poll from CNN. They say only 32% of us approve of President Biden's handling of inflation. And this is where if the Republicans fail to take back, I mean, I think everybody concedes they're going to take back the House, but if they fail to take back the Senate, they probably ought to just consider folding it up as a party because this is a made-for issue that every single person can get their head around, which is the destruction of the buying power of every single American and how you're not getting as much of anything as you used to get for a higher price and the hard choices people are having to make associated with that. And overall, people blame Joe Biden, who is the head of the Democrat Party. And history as a tool has said, one, the party in power usually loses seats in the midterms anyway. But two, especially when society is unhappy Mm -hmm. with the party in question on a key issue related to the economy. In this poll, it was a CNN poll, 50% of respondents said Democrat policies have worsened Mm -hmm. economic conditions Mm -hmm. and just 26% say they've improved. So twice as many people say they've worsened as improved. Well, if 50% of the public, which is about where it is, you know, sometimes it's 52, sometimes it's 48, you know, there's outliers either way, but this is right about where most of the polls are. If half the voting populace already says you've made things worse, then why would they vote for you? Mm -hmm. Why do we want to keep this up? So how is this affecting you? Well, let's break this down. A Heritage Foundation study says that Americans have lost $4,200 in annual income since Biden took office. $4,200. And by the end of the year, driven by the manufactured energy crisis because we reduced oil drilling and we canceled the Keystone Pipeline and we halted drilling on public lands, how much is that going to cost you? You want to take a guess? Roll those numbers around your head. Over $5,000. That's how much money you're losing this year. Yeah, so that is, you're not getting anything additional. You're not getting anything better. It is costing you $5,000 more to live this year than it was the previous year, which is why 
when Todd Young and Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer engaged in their magical money printing factory tour in 2020 and then again in 2021. And, and in some cases, they're still on it based on the fact that people like Todd Young and Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer keep voting for these government funding bills that add to the national debt. When people were getting that, that check from the government, we were saying here, you people better wake up because mm -hmm. now, as you've seen, in just this year alone, the amount of money you've lost, the $5,000. 5520 For most people, outweighs what they received mm -hmm. in terms of some sort of government freebie. So even if we say we're equal now, forever and foremost going forward, you will have gotten screwed on this deal. Why? Because they didn't just give printed money to you. They gave it to their buddies, the donors, the lobbyists, the special interests. We've talked about the hundreds of billions of dollars of waste, fraud, and abuse in that program. So why would you think that if millions of people are getting more than they should or getting more than you, that you would come out anything other than behind in the end? Like, I, this is what blew my mind from the beginning when people were, well, you know, the government's taking care of us. No, they're not. They're taking care of their friends and their buddies, and then people are abusing the system are getting taken care of. You're getting something now, and you're going to pay for it big time in the end, and you absolutely are paying for it now. And it's just going to get worse because the weather is turning colder, and energy prices just keep going up, and the Consumer Price Index was released for the past month, and it was higher than what they expected it to be. It was 8.3. They were expecting it to go down and i say that tongue-in-cheek go down to 8.1 but no it came in at 8.2 and that's a 16-year high and food at home is still 13 percent higher than it was a year ago but but rob yes we're not in a recession no no i, I thought and this is so wild and wacky because apparently we have just and this <laughs> is this is when we talk about the media being the arm of the Democrat Party, this is what we're talking about, in which my entire life, a recession has been two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Mm -hmm. That's been the definition for every president, every Congress, everything ever. And I'm a man, I'm a 38 year old man. So you'd think that if it was the definition for 38 years, and it was, a, by the way, it was a definition long before I was involved in the equation, right. that that would still be the definition. Mm -hmm. But apparently, without debate and without discussion, the fact that we've had two consecutive quarters of negative growth, we're still talking about, are we going into a recession? Mm -hmm. And this is the power that the mainstream national media plays in being an arm of the Democrat Party, when they just manipulate and maneuver and change words based on whatever it needs to be to fit the equation. Because now we're having a conversation about, are we in a recession? When by the definition of, that it's been my entire life, yeah, we're already there. We've already been in a recession, a contraction in economic activity. It's already happening. When the economy shrinks. Okay, so Karine Jean-Pierre was asked, are we in a recession? And what do you think her answer was? Um, and then yesterday we had the president saying that um, in his interview with Jake Tapper, I think, that if there's going to be a recession, it'll be a small one, which I think is a change from what he said previously, which he thinks there's not, which he said there wasn't going to be a recession. So are you changing, are you preparing, you know, for job losses? I mean, how, what's, is the posture changing on the economy based on what we're expecting? To take the 
one of part of your question first. Um, so, which is what the president said last night on uh, during his interviews. Look, the president has been pretty um, consistent. Has said multiple times in the past, while a recession is possible, he does not think there will be a recession. <laughs> and and just do we just go on about our business? The media just goes on about their business. Like, is it, will there be a recession? Well, by your own definition, we're already in a recession. But now I guess we've just changed it, Casey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so I don't know. Based on that, what the new, how would we ever know when we're in a recession? Since the previous definition has just been changed, what what is the new definition of a recession? Is it three quarters in a row? Is it two and a half? Is it two and a quarter? We don't know because the Democrats just decided we're changing the definition and the media just sat there and went, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, so Germany just recently told its citizens to anticipate a recession this week. And they said it's mostly because of soaring energy prices caused by Russia's war with Ukraine. And the U.S. has had warning signs, but Biden still downplaying them, still saying no, not a recession. And even Jamie Dimon, who, as you have mentioned before, is a pretty liberal guy. He's the chief executive of J.P. Morgan, largest bank in the country. He just warned, yeah, it's very, very serious. We've got a lot of challenges ahead. Wouldn't it be so refreshing for a politician, to be honest, Well, and, and to say, you know what? Yeah, troubling times. This is a recession. We need to tighten our belts. And, and it, it is just keeps happening because I saw that it just came out. Social Security benefits are going to jump by 8.7% next year. That's an average of $140 extra for every person on Social Security. Where, where is that money coming from? Where, where, the answer is it's going to be printed, which is going to continue to make inflation worse. And this is what Todd Young told me in that room full of people. Mm-hmm. He will never slash a government entitlement. He Everybody saw him. He can't say he didn't say it. That's why they've changed when he does his meetings now, mm-hmm. because they <laughs> said, we're not going through that ever again. We don't want to hear from Rob Kendall but, anymore. But look, I mean, it's guy, everyone hearing my voice right now. This should scare the hell out of everyone. Because it's never stopping. The Federal Reserve, listen to me. I'm looking into the camera here on YouTube, so you'll know I'm being serious. The Federal Reserve cannot rate raise out of what is going on right now. It takes cooperation from the federal government on spending and energy prices, and there is no cooperation whatsoever. Can't save your way to prosperity. $140 per person per month, Casey. Mm-hmm. 8.7%. That we didn't just, we're just going to invent, we're going to print 140 extra dollars per person per month. It never ends. Yeah. And it's costing you over $5,000 this year. It is 16 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So on the latest episode of his podcast, Joe Rogan sat down with Tulsa Gabbard. She's the former congresswoman from Hawaii, also the recent Democratic Party defector. They talked about a lot of different things, both political and cultural. And during the interview, Rogan was highlighting the difficulty that the left has with defining the term woman. Yes, so we played a little bit of Tulsi ripping apart the uh, military-industrial complex in this country yesterday as Mm -hmm. it relates to why so many people are cheerleading our involvement in Ukraine and with Russia. And look, somebody's always getting rich. 
When government does something, somebody's always getting rich. And as part of this conversation, Rogan mm-hmm. uh, totally roasted the left's inability to define a woman, and I thought it was phenomenal. Take a listen. There's a chess game, and the, the ultimate checkmate is, what's a woman? Yeah. I mean, when you're coming to with, with wokeness, and, and you, you can identify as a woman, you get to use the female restroom, like, okay, but what is it? Yeah. What's a woman? You know, can a man get pregnant? Yes. Okay, well, what is it? Can a biological male get pregnant? And then people panic, and they start. The the people that identify as a woman uh, are capable of being pregnant, and people that identify as a male are capable of also being pregnant. Like, what are you saying? Say, if you identify as a woman, what are you identifying as? Like, that's the documentary, the Matt Walsh documentary. Exactly. Which is amazing and also amazing that no one's reviewing it mm-hmm. no, no one. one's reviewing yep. it that documentary is fantastic because matt walsh allow and you can only get it on the daily wire i think which is unfortunate but i get it you know i get it the daily wire yeah. produced it they want people to sign up and they're creating this alternative platform for content but that documentary is so good because Matt Walsh simply asks questions, yeah. and he doesn't. He does it deadpan, yep. and it's amazing watching these people just like twist reality into yeah. some weird <laughs> contortion. It's not. <laughs> It's like, yeah. what are you saying? It's what so is a woman? What exactly. does it mean? Yeah, it's so revealing. He's right. And it comes back to what we just talked about last segment, which is the mainstream national media, liberalism to the core, Mm -hmm. will defend the Democrat Party to the core. And a big part of the Democrat Party and liberalism in the modern era is being able to shapeshift and make words and definitions be and mean whatever you want them to be. So the same thing with the recession, where it's like, it doesn't matter for all these years that we all agreed this was the definition of a a recession. Nope, doesn't matter now. Mm -hmm. Now we'll ask the question, is there likely to be a recession? It's literally gaslighting society, and everybody just, it's like, just goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I wonder if there will be a recession. But wait, by the definition, for decades, for generations, it is a recession. Yeah, I wonder if there'll be a recession. <laughs> Same thing here. There are men, and there are women. Mm-hmm. Women have children mm-hmm. like these, these things are not open for discussion and yet because when liberalism decides they want it to be they will make the words have whatever meaning they want them to have so they never have to be pinned down they can never technically be proven incorrect because they can always just say yeah but here's the new thing mm-hmm. i'd like to identify as a happy successful healthy woman my net worth would like to identify as millions of dollars uh so here's the thing I nearly died from peripartum cardiomyopathy. It's postpartum heart failure. And having a baby is no small feat. And I'm proud of my ability to bring new life into the world. You can have an independent woman. You can have a strong female. But being a woman is in your DNA. You can't operate that away. And I'm happy to have the feminine voice, especially here in this room. Yes. But you can't rebrand an entire sex to fit your own narrative. It and, doesn't work that way. And I think I can speak for Kevin when I'm saying I'm glad you lived. Give yeah, so am I. 
And so is my family, I think. Especially especially my daughter. Kevin. Kevin, you went to the uh, Viagra Boys concert last night in Louisville, yeah, that's, Kentucky. That's a hell of a segue right there. Yeah. Uh, how was it's it? something lighter, huh? Yeah. You're here, I so. so I assume you did not get arrested. You were not placed in handcuffs of any sort. You were not detained for any sort of questioning. I assume you obeyed all applicable laws. Tell. Yeah, I, I made it through the night. I uh, had a few uh, brews and yeah. By a few, how many do you mean? Because we know, because we know you are what I, I call a savage consumer of alcohol, in which you can consume large quantities of alcohol in a very short amount of time. I think I had four or five over how like how long of it, a period? It might have been three three oh, hours. Oh, that's not too bad. Then. Yeah, it really you, wasn't bad. Did you mosh up front? No, I actually wasn't in the mosh pit. Uh, there was one, but I was kind of on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Did you see anyone with a cheese head <laughs> rolling around, uh, as you alluded to yesterday? Parmesan cheese you on know, your head. I was hoping there'd be some, maybe some cheddar or yeah. some Parmesan. No one brought the uh, block of cheese, though. That was kind of disappointing. Was, what time did you get home? Uh, I got home at 2. So, That's not too bad. Yeah, and I, I he's slept, young. I got maybe six hours of sleep because yeah. you covered for me this yeah, morning. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I. It's what I did. Now, my question, the most important question, w- did you meet anyone at that event that you said this person has potential to be a future spouse of mine? You know, like a no. woman. No, I didn't. <laughs> there were no. I was, I was pretty much there to see bands that I wanted to see. He was there hanging with the dudes. It was in Louisville. It wasn't on his mind. It was in Louisville. Well, so. maybe somebody was traveling like you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Coming up next, we're going to hear from you with voicemails, 317-684-8444. That's our phone number. And you are coming up next from 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Good morning. It is 1032 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can join us on YouTube if you'd like. Just type in Kendall and Casey WIBC in the YouTube search bar. If you're listening on the radio, we appreciate that too. If you're streaming a podcast, whatever it is, good job. Thank you. 317-684-8444. That is our phone number. We've got some real road scholars in the audience today, Casey, uh, <laughs> because it's always the thing where people... I want to prove I'm smarter than the radio host. And while I'm trying to prove how much smarter I am than the radio host, I'm going to prove how uninformed I am in the process. So next hour, we're going to talk about what an entitlement is Mm -hmm. and why Social Security Mm -hmm. is an entitlement. Because apparently that deeply offended some people Mm -hmm. that I use the word entitlement to talk about Social Security. You're a smart guy. And I told you on one of our very first meetings together, uh, don't try and debate me because I know I'll lose. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm not going to try. I've grown as a human because there would have been a time where I would have just come right out of this break and I would have just ripped Philip and whoever the other uh, Einstein-level mental acumens are that sent me these messages. But mm-hmm. I'm going to sit on it. Okay, you're going to take, take a beat, take a breath, because count to is, ten, in through the nose, out through the mouth. This is our happy time where we play other people. Yes. Um, and so yesterday we got on, because uh, Kevin went to the Viagra Boys concert, mm-hmm. uh, there is a local celebrity that you and I both feel Kevin could have years of marital bliss with. There could be a love match And there. I laid out what I thought would be the perfect date for Kevin mm-hmm. to go to the Viagra Boys concert with said local celebrity. 
And then I, however, as a cautionary tale, told the story of how I had to put about a 15-year ban on going to concerts with women <laughs> because of the disastrous uh, concert. The first time I saw Bruce Springsteen, I took a, a woman with me, and it was it she. Was, she wasn't appreciating well, to the level was, she needed just, to. No, it was not. It was. It didn't. It didn't go well. And yeah. you know, I, I soul crushing might be a strong <laughs> phrase, but uh, so uh, we had a listener who called about his own uh, soul crushing uh, taking a woman to a concert experience. Oh boy, you are not wrong about taking a date to a concert. <laughs> Years ago, I took this girl that was, well, to be quite honestly, you know, out of my league, you know, probably a broad ripple, broad ripple eight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really got that scale down yet. But I took her to go see uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. We were both hip hop fans and both big fans of that group. Oh, this girl got drunk and belligerent and started making the people around us getting mad and. One of the dudes turned around on me and said, you need to control your B-word. And it, one thing led to another, and I ended up doing an overnighter at the <gasps> nearby jailhouse for getting into a little bit of a scuffle. And, well, I never saw that girl again, and that was my choice because she go get you into that kind of trouble on the first date, you don't need it. Then another time I took another girl to go see another hip-hop group called the Yin Yang Twins, and... She tried to treat it like it was a high school dance, trying to slow dance to songs about shaking the booty and doing things that aren't meant for slow dance, and it just kind of ruined the whole mood of the date, and that was the end of that, too. So I don't take women on dates to concerts. <laughs> I go to concerts with my buddies. We can get belligerent and crazy and everything else, and I don't got to defend some drunk girl's honor. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, he, and he is so right. He is throwing just red flags out everywhere, isn't he? <laughs> that'll that'll teach you. Uh, all right. Uh, got a call. This tends to be a uh, very popular topic right now. Somebody wanting to weigh in on uh, our old pal, the uh, Cowardly Lions slash uh, no show at mm -hmm. the Secretary of State debate, Diego Morales. Diego Morales, I would never look for, even though that he is endorsed by uh, Todd Rakita. I know Todd Rakita very well, and I don't agree with a lot of his politics. But on a personal level, he's he's a good person. But I guess that's all I can say. Anyway, hope you guys have a good day. Love you guys. See ya. So he's saying on a personal level... Diego Morales is a good guy. I, I guess. But I don't know. he doesn't have his confidence in regards to being Secretary of State. He may be a fine husband. He may be mm -hmm. a fine... I, I found out in his response to the allegations from Abdul that he's a father. I didn't know that, mm -hmm. which is interesting, but he may be fine at that. But the guy is lacking in every single area where you would look at this person and go, would I hire them to run the company that my livelihood depends on. It's the same thing. Like these, this is how you should judge politicians. When you size someone up, whether it's Diego Morales or Todd Young, or you're voting for president or whatever, when you're especially talking about someone holding statewide office, there's 7 million people plus in this state. Mm -hmm. It's not unreasonable to look at a person who's running for office where there's 7 million other people potentially to choose from and go, would I trust this person to run the company that my livelihood depends on? And if the answer is no, 
you can't vote for that person in in good conscience. By uh, by the way, just a reminder: early voting is happening right now through November seventh here in the great state of Indiana. Uh, got a call. We continue to get phone calls about people wanting to weigh in on the um, on the idea of knocking on your door. Mm, uh, politicians okay. knocking on their door, and yeah. Well, this one guy made a good point because some people like this guy are very easily influenced, and even if you're full of crap, you could win the vote. Just by showing up. Hey, y'all. Um, just wanted to make a comment on the um, uh, politician uh, coming to your door. Several years ago, Aaron Freeman came to our door. Uh, well, actually, he came to our driveway. We were outside. And after that, after talking to him a few minutes, um, we decided to give him our vote. We were on defense post about that. And so uh, that's what we did. Now, we may not be the best people to uh, take um, information from because I also uh, switched to Bud Light years ago because of the Bud Light commercial. (laughs) I love you, man. So I might not be the best person. Anyway, uh, keep it up. (laughs) He used to drink the champagne of beers, but he switched. Um, Okay, so that is half the battle, though, showing up. As we point out with Diego Morales and the debate. Now, in fairness, I think the guy said, correct me if I'm wrong, they were outside, Mm -hmm. which I made very clear. Right. If someone is outside in the yard or in the garage, that is fine because you're not disrupting them. There's not, you know, large dogs that'll be attacking the door. They're Mm -hmm. not, you know, potentially a child sleeping. You're walking by anyway. The person in question is sleeping. Right. No problem with that. Uh Okay, a good point a caller made about President Biden and the 2020 election and the creative jelly bean counting that took place. Take a listen. Hi, Rob. Listen, I, just after uh, Biden took office, I heard him say in a very smug way, it doesn't matter who votes. It matters who counts the votes, <sighs> a.k.a. Anyway, I have only heard it one time, and you guys ought to be saying that a lot. I heard him say it out of his own mouth. Thank you very much. Now, Biden did say something similar to this. Stalin, it is not known for sure whether he actually said that. It's a bit of a misnomer. It's something that got attributed to him. Doesn't matter, though. The point is, how does a guy, and this is the, look, we just keep asking the question out loud. How does a guy who hid in his basement for most of the campaign, who when he would have events, it was like six to 12 people socially distanced, ran no campaign per se that we would, we would, would fall under the traditional ways of campaigning. How does that guy win 81 million votes, 81 million legal votes, and yet within a year and a half's time, is one of the most un- already one of the most unpopular presidents in United States history, certainly in the modern era. He's already below where Trump was after a full four years. He's where basically like Bush was. How is that possible that 81 million people who Joe Biden said what he intended to do, why would 81 million, if 81 million people did indeed legally cast their vote for this person, why would so many people be so unhappy when Joe Biden has done mm-hmm. the exact things 
that he promised to do. And isn't it amazing, and probably just a giant coincidence, that in a year in which there was for the first time mass mail-in unaccountable balloting, that it just so happened that the guy that hid in his basement and had rallies with six people ended up with 81 million legal votes. Maybe that's just a giant coincidence. I'm not a big believer in coincidences. It is interesting that she says it's not uh, who counts the votes. And isn't that the big point that Jeff Moore, who's running for secretary of state, keeps saying? Right. That's why he wants to do audits of all of the counties in Indiana because he feels you don't certify the election without having a audit 100%. Let's make sure we know exactly where these votes are coming from. Right now in Indiana, basically what they say is you'll vote, we certify, then we audit, we don't show you the audit, we'll tell you what the audit said, Mm -hmm. trust us. He wants to do the other way around. Like, imagine if you're, again, apply it to your real life, like your financial investment portfolio. Uh, We tell you what you're making, Mm -hmm. Uh, we uh, then go ahead and spend that money or send you the money and then you say well i'd like to see proof that this is what i actually made on my investment okay we'll check yeah it's what you made can i see that nope i mean that that's essentially what you're saying mm-hmm. in the statement i mean imagine in your investment portfolio you get a sheet that says this is what you got here's your money you then say uh yeah i'd like some sort of printout and an individual to certify that's what I got. Sure, we'll get right on that. No, 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 I want a separate person because you've already told me what I got. No, 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 we'll get right on that. Yeah, we checked. That's what you got. Oh, cool. Can I see how you checked? Nope. No, just believe me. And that's why Jeff Moore and 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 many other people have been such staunch campaigners for a receipt for your vote to be able to track the vote and the audit of all 92 counties. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Is that the last of the voicemails for today? We got one more, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and play it now. Uh, This person very upset about the idea because we had talked about recently how what a mess Zionsville is. Oh, yeah. And the Zionsville government, and mm-hmm. we had said there's only one man who can fix it, and that is our own Nigel Laskowski, who is a proud resident of uh-huh. the town of Zionsville. He needs to run for mayor. Yeah. This person was not happy about that. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It was mentioned on a uh, previous show that maybe Nigel should run for mayor of Zionsville, and I just want to say how bad of an idea that would be. <laughs> just because. Nigel never shows up for work. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, look, we would have to have some attendance issues, talk issue talks with Nigel if he runs for mayor. But I think it could be I can think it could be a correction because if it's in his hometown He doesn't have to go anywhere. Right, he can just walk to work. It'll be fine. Right, right. it'll be okay. Uh, We've got, speaking of Hammer and Nigel, we've got Hammer joining us next from 93 WIBC. It is 10.50 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us. So two questions really quick, and then you can talk about football. Uh, are you going to rebrand Wednesday's show to Hammer's Harem? 
<laughs> there was a uh, lot of ladies mm-hmm. on the show yesterday. Yeah. How you feel about that? I love it. Okay. What, so, how do you think I feel? I have the option of looking at <laughs> Nigel's back fat and zits all afternoon, or I can look at hot chicks all day. Which one do you think I want to look at, Casey? I think you want to look at the lovely ladies. Uh, second question. Are you still working out? Yes. Good. This week, I have uh, not gone as much as I normally do. It's been slowed down a little bit, uh, but yes, uh, it's fall break this week, mm-hmm. so there's tons of different yeah. things going on with the kiddos and doctor's appointments, but I'm trying to. Does it look like I haven't been? Am I okay? No, I was just curious because I know you gave the big uh, check to Dan Dockich and you guys wrapped up the weight loss program, and I was just curious if this uh, stuck with you, if this was a lifestyle change or if you were like, nope, I lost the weight, I'm done. So I'm not Time to plump killing up again. myself on Thursdays Mm -hmm. just to spite Rob Uh, but (laughs) yes I'm still drinking a lot of water I'm trying not to eat after nine o'clock going to the gym as much as I can yeah and uh, yeah yeah good good because you're a super talented guy and uh, we you know want you around as long as possible and want you to be healthy and feel good and look good and all that good stuff okay so it's Thursday which means there's Thursday night football tonight so I want to defer to the resident Bears fan in the room here oh yeah do I dare bet on the Chicago football Bears tonight as they take on Carson Wentz on Thursday night football. Well, first of all, I'd like to say how nice what in what a nice way Casey said you were so fat we were worried you were going to kill over dead. (laughs) Uh, That was a very nice way of you putting that, Casey. Uh, I'd also like to point out Hammer has inspired me to lose five pounds since July Mm -hmm. because I said if his fat ass can do it, then I will do it too. And I am am about three pounds away from my driver's license weight. I'm just three, three pounds away from being 10 pounds away. So uh, hopefully here <laughs> soon. Anyway, like. yes, I, as weird as this sounds, and you know I'm the most pessimistic person in the entire world about the Chicago Bears, I think they're going to win this game tonight, and I think they're going to win it easily. I like the Bears tonight. never thought I would say those words out loud on a broadcast medium, but it's in Chicago. Uh, Carson Wentz coming into Chicago. Bears at home, outside on a Thursday night. I kind of like Chicago. Here's the thing. Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Bears, has guys that were the ta- are the talent level of you and me playing around him. <laughs> so it's hard to judge him, but despite the fact that the Brownsburg High School football team probably has better players than the Chicago Bears, I think he came into his own last week at the Vikings. They ultimately lost the game, but he played phenomenal in that game. I think he's going to be a pretty good player in spite of the fact that he that he plays for the Bears, and I think he is the next great thing in the NFL. I've totally changed my mind. I think they're going to get him some players going forward, and it's the Washington Redskins. How could it be any? How could you play against a team any worse? So tonight, when I do my sports betting show, seven to eight yeah. on the fan, I'm going to say the Rob Kendall guarantee yeah. <laughs> is the Chicago Bears, and uh, not only are they going to uh, get the plus one, yeah. straight up yeah. money line. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh yeah, I, I'm feeling. You know, I'm feeling so good tonight. I may. Uh, give the Redskins three points. That's how oh, good I'm feeling about the Bears tonight. The Bears, st- <laughs> to f- steal a phrase from Dan Dockage, the Bears stinks on the road. <laughs> they stinks. They stinks, plural, on the road, but they're pretty good at home. I'm feeling pretty pretty froggy tonight about the Bears on, on uh, Thursday Night Football. Go crazy with your $1 bet. <laughs>
It's uh, I, we may throw an extra fifty cents on this okay. one. Okay. Oh, look, it's uh, I'm feeling if anything can happen Thursday. Uh, all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. What's uh, coming up this afternoon? Uh, Guy Relford is filling in as we continue Hammer and Friends. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna come by. We're gonna go off the rails, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. All right. Thanks, Hammer. Thank it's you. Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.